it's not the fat that makes you fat, it's the sugar that makes you fat. So look at your exercise, look at your diet, look at your supplementation. Those three things are key for you, for that body to be part of that mind-body business. To get your mindset right and you get your body right. And, and the other part of that is getting your body to be strong enough to do what you do in chiropractic. Remember that, work smarter, not harder. I wanna see you thrive. Hi, I'm Dr. Kim Basudin, and welcome to the Chiropractor's A-Game, Let's Get Kraken. This podcast is all about helping chiropractors and other functional healthcare professionals to grow in mind, body, and business. This is where I'm gonna be sharing my 35 years of experience, tips and strategies, as well as speaking to some of the leaders in our industry so that you have all that you need to not just survive, but thrive. And welcome to the Chiropractor's A-Game. Well, it's been a while. We've been had a busy, busy summer, and I wanted to kind of have time with you, just me. So we've got some exciting guests coming up in uh, this fall, so we'll let you privy, be privy to those soon. So a couple of things that have come up in my coaching. So coaching docs, and I, I mostly coach female docs because, well, there's not really any champions for the female doctors out there. There are some. And women, we like to be coached, but not necessarily by men. And, you know, we want to be pushed, but not to the point that we're crying. So women just kind of understand that a little bit better. And I'm really, really grateful to have some amazing rock star uh, docs that, that I coach. So for me, it's really looking at why we need to coach and why coaching isn't so important. Uh, doctors that I coach, I have docs that are new in practice. I have docs that have been in 20 years of practice, but have never been on their own. I have husband and wife teams. I have doctors that are my age that are really just wanting to rock it and really push nutrition into their practice. So a variety of doctors, a variety of needs, but all boils down to a couple different things. And I always structure each coach appointment with that, page, with that doctor in three ways, a mind, body, business. Now, I've talked about mind and mindset before. Oh, so important. And you know, just getting that right mindset of that working smarter and not harder is really, really to the point. And teaching them to have skills that they can do for mitigating stress, not only with uh, meditation, but also with exercise. And that's what I want to kind of lead into. You know, we've talked about mindset, but if we don't have the body to do that with, and we can't do our business if we don't have the body, we have to have the body. And when we talk about the body, we talk a bunch of different things. And here's my most important point on this. You have to practice what you preach. If you're not practicing what you preach, if it's not good enough for you, why would it be good enough for your patient? So looking at that, I want to tap into some things with that. So myself included, I, I'm very strict about practicing what I preach. doesn't mean I don't have things I shouldn't have or not exercise all the time. But I do have a discipline that I set in and my patients see that. And they know that. So when I ask them to do things or ask them to incorporate exercise or movement into their day, they're okay to do that. So that's kind of how I work my own body. And so when I talk about that, it, it encompasses a couple things. Number one, exercise. We know the benefits of exercise, especially for healthy aging. Remember, I'm not a big anti-ager. We're all going to age, but we can always age more healthy. Exercise, I mean, it's one of the best things just to manage your brain. It helps to reduce neuroinflammation, improve neuroplasticity. So we 
need that brain to move our body. Plus exercise is the most metabolic thing we can do for our muscles. And our muscles are the most metabolic item in our body. So if we don't have our brain, we can't have our muscles. But if we don't work our muscles, we can't have our brain. So you have to have both. And that movement can consist of a lot of things. Number one would be strength training. And when we talk about strength training, kind of what I do, four days a week. One day, on Monday, I do legs. On Tuesday, I do arms. On Wednesday, I do chest. On Thursday, I do back. My cardio comes in by doing my cycling. And you know that I'm a little bit of a fiend on that. But I try to do those four body parts in each week. It takes me about 35 minutes. I do like to go to the gym because I'm away from my desk because I can find a lot of things to do instead of exercise. So I like to go to the gym. I do go early. I go early because it just works best in my schedule. But also a reminder for all my men and women that your testosterone level is higher in the morning. So that helps to promote your strength improvement. So when I do those exercises, for instance, when I do a leg exercise or leg day, I do four exercises. Now, I'm a cyclist, so I do very specific strength training exercises for cycling. For instance, when I ride the bike, I'm only pushing down on one pedal at a time. So I do a lot of one-legged exercises. I do a big Bulgarian split squat, and then I do a walking lunge with a medicine ball over my head, and then I do step-ups onto a 12-inch platform holding kettlebells, and then I do a leg curl. I do those four I go to a station where I do um, abs and then I stretch and then I repeat and I do that four times. So I do four sets of four exercises. The first set is about 10 to 12 reps. I increase the weight and then drop the reps down. And that's how you promote strength. So there, we call it reverse pyramid back in the olden days. They call it adaptation now. Everything old is new again. So same thing. For an arm day, I usually do two bicep exercises and I do two tricep exercises and I do them heavy. So I set them up same way. I set up a little station where I may do press downs. I am a big believer in doing a lot of free weights because it really engages my core as well. So I'll do like a tricep press down. I'll do a tricep extension with a dumbbell and then for I'll do a, an alternating dumbbell curl and then I'll do a straight arm curl or uh, hanging curls. And I repeat that four times. I go to my station, do my abs, stretch, and repeat. And I do that four sets of four. And I do reps starting at 10 to 12 and then dropping to six to eight. So each set I do, I increase the weight a little bit. As I increase the weight, I drop my reps down to build strength. If you're doing 15 to 20 repetitions, uh, you know what? That's okay, but you're doing more conditioning. So you're toning the muscle, but you're not strengthening it. That's okay. But if you do 20 reps today and you don't change the weight, you're going to have to do 40 reps by the end of the month. And you just don't have time to make weight training, strength training time efficient. We increase the weight, drop the reps. For my chest day, I set up four chest exercises. I do a bench press, whether it's a, a free bar bench press or I do it in the Smith machine. I do a rotating dumbbell press. I do cable crossovers. And then I do the pec deck. Same thing. Each set. I increase the weight, decrease the reps, do my four sets, my four exercises, finish with abs, stretch, and repeat four times. That takes me, like I said, 35 minutes. I don't really stop. Maybe my stretching could be considered stopping, but I'm still moving. And those all help to engage my core. And then finally, for my back day, I incorporate four different exercises, 
I do a standing cable pull, which works posterior deltoids. I do a behind the back shrug with a Smith machine, or you can do it with a kettlebell. I do a renegade row, and that's, we use hex head dumbbells, and I'm in a plank position. And in that plank position, I row, I pick that one dumbbell up and I set it down. I don't punch it down. And then I do the other one. So my feet are out, my feet are together, and my, I'm in a plank position in an upright position with the dumbbells as my handles. And I will tell you that is one of the, oh my gosh, the most effective exercises that I do for core. And then I do a kettlebell dumbbell. Uh, kettlebell, you use dumbbell. I use kettlebell and I do like a deadlift. So I do a wide grip stance and I just stand up with it and back down, barely touch and come back up again. So those are the four things that I do for my back. And that's it. I do those four exercises. I do my abs. I rest, I stretch and recover. And then I repeat. Each set, I go up in weight and decrease my repetitions. And I'm consistent enough so that I get a lot of benefit from that. And then I work my routine about eight to 12 weeks. I drop my weights down, maybe take a week off out of the gym and just do cardio. And then I drop my weights back down and build back up again. And I kind of stair-step that build so that I build strength as I go. And I do that more strength and heavy stuff in the winter time because that's I don't like the cold, so I don't like to ride the bike outside in the cold. And then I coordinate some, uh, some cardio with that as well. So that's a really simple way to do that. You can do all kind of, you know, methods. I like to do this because I can do it back to back. I do it in the beginning of the week. That way I can, you know, play the rest of the week. Now also incorporating your diet in with that. You've heard me talk before. I do a low carb, high fat diet, not keto. So I keep my carbohydrates between 50 and 75. I keep my protein at half my body weight unless I'm doing strength training. So I weigh 130. I do a minimum of 65 grams, but on a day I do strength training, I do up to hundred grams of protein. And then all my fat, I do about 130 grams of fat per day. I do intermittent fast. So I do a 16, eight one day, and then I do an 18, six the next day, 16, eight, 18, six. And I just kind of alternating back and forth. It just works in my routine. And I limit my food to t- two meals a day. I do mostly vegetables for my carbohydrates. My only fruit that I'll do are blueberries, organic blueberries with a little organic whipping cream on top. And I do fat fast. Fat fasting means I use organic whipping cream with my coffee in the morning. I sweeten it with stevia or monk fruit. And I get that fat in my diet in the beginning of the day, which helps to uh, feed the fat and not really break the fast. So I incorporate a combination of both animal protein and vegetable or plant-based protein. So I do a plant-based protein shake. I use uh, Santa Process Veggie Pro. And I know this sounds kind of weird, but I put Veggie Pro with a little whey protein in it just so I get a little extra boost of protein in there. And so of that 65 to 100 grams of protein I get per day, mostly plant-based and some animal-based, chicken, fish, uh, eggs. Uh, I do watch cheese because I like cheese, but like cheese does not like me. So I only incorporate it in you know, with the white cheeses, the harder white cheeses, which are lower in lactose. And not that I have a milk uh, a lactose problem, but I just find that I do better and I stay a little bit leaner without that. You know, the days I ride the bike, I mean, even if I go out in the morning, 
I do fat fast in the morning. I, and I stay hydrated when I'm on the bike. And from time to time, I'll take a, a bar with me, maybe a kind bar that's almond and coconut, uh, which are a little lower in sugar, but you know they've got the protein and fat in there. Most times I don't eat it because I feed myself well enough that I can live off my fat, even though I don't have a lot of it. And that's the big misnomer. It's not the fat that makes you fat. It's the sugar that makes you fat. When I teach my 10-day blood sugar class, that's a big title to my class. It's not the fat that makes you fat. It's the sugar that makes you fat. So that's how I kind of incorporate my food. And I vary my carbohydrates. I call it the Basudan confusion principle. I don't do the same thing every day because then the body gets so adaptive to that. And when it's adaptive to that, then it kind of gets used to it and you don't see any changes. So I may do 50 grams of carbohydrates one day. I may do 75 the other day. On Sunday, it's kind of my feed day uh, when I go out with my cycling group that has a beer drinking problem. But we do come back and we do ha- I do have one beer because it's on tap and it's like 34 degrees on tap. So it's very refreshing, especially in this summer weather we have. Uh, but that's really the only time I'll do something like that. We don't drink on school nights. Uh, we kind of limit our, any alcohol we have to the weekend and try to limit it to two. And also have to understand that I am at my body weight that I want to be. So if you know my patients are we're working with my patients and they're struggling to lose weight, you know, I will keep them off alcohol for a little bit until they get to their ideal weight. Then you can have those things in moderation. But I, you know, I went on a holiday and we had some amazing food, but it was like a farm to table restaurant. So everything that we ate was just luxurious. I still kind of intermittent fasted. I didn't have, we didn't eat till lunchtime. And then we had dinner and I maybe had a little dessert, but you know, you could turn down homemade ice cream or uh, you know, flourless tort or something like that, you know, and we, we shared it with four of us. So you're having a spoonful. So it didn't make up your whole meal. Getting those kind of things set for yourself because your patients see you. I would never be seen, and I wouldn't do it anyway, but be seen in a drive-thru because my patients would be the first one to spot my car and call me out. Uh, in the grocery store, if you haven't had that experience, you'll, you know, if you go grocery shopping, your patients will see what's in your cart. And I see what's in their cart. And it's always fun to watch them and their response when they see me when they try to hide their cart or back around the corner when they see me. And then they tell me, oh, well, I never get that. I'm like, well, you're getting it now. So, you know, keeping that in mind when you take care of you, and that's being true to thine self. You know, if you want to expect your patients to listen to you, to be a part of the protocol that you're doing, you have to do it. And protocol is another part of that. If you're not taking supplementation yourself, how can you expect your patients to take it? So if you don't set yourself up on a, your own protocol, when I coach my docs, I help them set up protocol for them. Get one of your colleagues to set you up on a protocol. Do a discovery call with me and I will set you up on a protocol. But being true to that will also help your patients because you know I'll take my, my subs at work and I'll sit right on the front and take them while I'm talking to a patient because I want them to see what I take, which is twice as much, sometimes three times as much as they're taking. So I want them to see that, oh, what they're taking is nothing. So those things are really important. So your exercise, and it's doing something every day. I mean, it's 150 minutes of exercise per week of medium intensity. If it's high intensity, you can get by with 75 minutes. I just try to get patients to do 30 minutes of something every day. Doesn't mean you can't do more, but you can't do any less than that. So exercise your diet, nutrition, 
And you don't have to do a low carb, high fat, but there's a lot of, you know, science out there that backs the, the positive aspects of that. So have that data. There's a really good book. It's called The Science and Art of Low Carbohydrate Performance. And that is really good, especially for your athletes that think they need to carb up. And that is really important. So these are things that are really important for you to grasp to be able to educate your patients. And I've said it before, doing a 10-day or a 21-day program, like a purification program or a blood sugar program, ultimately important and give your message. One, it makes you the authority in your community. And two, patients can hear that, oh, he or she knows what they're talking about. So, and that sparks a whole another aspect of your nutrition practice. In chiropractic, we are the ones that are really aligned with bringing nutrition in. You see medical doctors trying to do it now because they're writing prescriptions for fish oil, which is an ethyl ester. It's a synthetic fish oil. We don't want them taking that. And they're, you know, writing, telling the patients to do vitamin D3. Well, we know that you have to have the whole complex of vitamin D, not just the pieces or parts. I tell patients that's like giving you a car without one wheel. I use standard process because it's whole food based. I use Mediherb also just because of the strict pharmaceutical pressures that are put on to make a, a supreme product in Australia. And I am also more food based first before I add herbs in because it's very foundational. So look at your exercise, look at your diet, look at your supplementation. Those three things are key for you for that body to be part of that mind body business. If you get your mindset right and you get your body right, and, and the other part of that is getting your body to be strong enough to do what you do in chiropractic. For me at this point in my career, I, I do only see patients part-time. I only adjust who I want to see. And most of my practice is nutrition and coaching doctors. And I like it that way. And I don't do insurance. I do a little bit of Medicare. I may do a PI case if it's a current patient. But it's lovely to have a patient come in. They're paying their hard-earned dollars to get your maximum information and time. So that's where I work smarter and not harder. I don't have to see as many patients and I can earn a better income that way. And it's not all about earning the money. It's not about that. But you do deserve to get paid for what you do. Remember that. Work smarter, not harder. I want to see you thrive. And if you need help with that, reach out to me. Let's do a discovery call. I'd be happy to help. Let's see what you need. All right, till next time, let's get cracking.